Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. <laughs> yeah, I've been dead excited for this game, and I'm going to talk about it. I'm scared shitless. It's the match build-up show, Liverpool, Man City, quarter-finals of the Champions League at Anfield. First leg. Wow, I um, I have been yeah so desperate to get to talking about this game, Chris. Like I have, I've had zero interest in any of Liverpool's domestic fixtures since the draw was made. We've had to go, we had to stomach a okay a, a, a crushing win over over Watford, <laughs> an international break, and then a half foot win over Crystal Palace. All told, things have gone as well as they as they kind of could have done. But you know what it's like, like anything in life, when you look forward to something and you and you build yourself up for it. There's just a mad difference in how you think you're going to be when you get there and the reality of this is it. No more talking. No more whatever. We're gonna we're gonna record this. We're gonna live a, live a little bit of our lives, and then we're gonna be at Anfield, and it's gonna be this game, and it's all I want from football is Liverpool to be involved in these big fixtures yeah. every single year. Kind of just want to fast forward the next day and a half, to be honest, yeah. and just get to the coach greeting, yeah. and just just to be able to start singing again. And even when we were down at Palace at the weekend, we were just talking about Man City on the way down there because that's what the focus has been. Yeah. So I bet these lads are feeling up for it as well, but. It's such a huge game. It can't. It just can't be understated how big this is. Um, oh man, it's it's going to be horrible. It's going to be nervy. I, f- I feel it already. We just did something before we went live, and Tom basically killed everyone off. And <laughs> I think you walked out the room and like you come I back, and everyone's like, head 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 and I was like, what? What's happened? <laughs> who's, who's died since I left the room? Like, I'm just too nervous about this. Yeah, it, it it's paining me to to even think about it because. I want this, like you just said. I really want. I want to watch Liverpool play these games, and it's the the funny thing is, City and Anfield, the four three. That was the biggest test of the season. Yeah. It was oh yeah, we can beat all these small teams, but can we do it against the big teams? And we did it, yeah. and we've got to do it again. And it really, I didn't want to do it again. I was happy <laughs> with it being done. Yeah. We did it, and we were like, yes, now we've got to go there and beat the best team and one of the best teams in Europe. I'm confident we can do it. But I'm just so nervous. It's unbelievable. Look, here's the thing. We, look, we, oh, this is a Liverpool show. It's a Liverpool channel. We could sit here, Ross, and we could we could make ourselves feel very upset and very uncomfortable talking too much about Man City. Fuck them. You know what I mean? This, and I'm sure I'm pretty sure that is what the response is going to be inside Liverpool, inside Melwood as well. Is that there's plenty of reasons for Liverpool to be positive about this, and this isn't us being 
you know, happy clappy dickheads. This isn't us living in, in, in a fantasy land. Man City have lost four games in all competitions this season. The only one of those games they've lost where they truly went for it and it was a true competitive game. Uh, they, might, they might make a case for the, for the FA Cup game. They lost Fabian Delf around half time, you know, it was a good sense off, but it wasn't their full strength team. That. It was us. We're the only team who've gone toe to toe with Man City and come out on top at all this season. And though that means there are, that doesn't provide a guarantee for how this game is going to go in any way, shape, or form, it would be stupid, mental of us not to take a crumb of comfort from that knowledge. That's the one thing I took when we first got the draw. Obviously, I saw your reactions, and it was the draw that everyone didn't want because yeah. they, are, they are so good. Yeah. But we've beaten them. We not only can we take confidence from that, but the players can as well and go. We've done this already. We we, we can do it again at Anfield. We scored four goals against them. Yeah, and yeah. but it's the first leg to Anfield as well. We mentioned it on the, the running special that everyone thought you know having Anfield in the second leg is, is much better. It's not for this one because most people have already written us off. Yeah. Most people already think City's going. Uh, uh, it's theirs. They're going to win. Yeah. But they've lost four games. But in them four games, that they're people that have taken the game to City. People that aren't afraid to play against them, people that have played their own game against City and mm. gone, do you know what? We're not scared of you, but we'll do what we fucking want. Yeah. And what have we got to lose? We, you're going you're gonna to twat us, right sound. You've done that to everyone else yeah. that, that you've played. And it's the same, same for us, okay, we all want to be in that semi final. But for me, another thing, I, I probably shouldn't think that this, but if you get knocked out by City, I'm, I'm sort of all right as all right can be with it because they are so good. So yeah. what, what have we ultimately got to lose? Well, this is the point, isn't it? You can lose quarterfinals of the Champions League to anyone Chris you know there's, there's, there's just loads and loads of good teams left in there we could have been drawn against any host of, uh, of other teams with you know masses of, of pedigree behind them whatever but I agree with what Ross is saying there and uh, you know to, to steal a, a, a quote I'm um, uh, hyperbolizing because it's footy ultimately but Better to better to die on your feet than live on your knees. You know, I, I would trust Liverpool to go into this swinging. If we go into this game swinging, and that's from us as a fan base in the build up to it, to getting in the ground, the players in there, and we fall short. Case of that. That that's, yeah, that, look, that is what it there's is. There's so many things that we can look at and, and go right. Now you know, we can hang our hat on the four three. Of course we can. But Klopp has won more games against Guardiola than any other manager in the history of football. Do you know what I mean? That that as a rivalry goes, I think he's won six of them, hasn't he? Feels so much better. And you know, there's, no, there's nobody better to be, to be our manager and to take the game to him. Yeah, obviously Guardiola's done well with them. Bayern Munich beat Dortmund three 0 and they completely changed up the game plan. And they went long balls, and they, I think they played 120 long balls during the game or something. City for for this weekend played like 40 in their game against Everton or something. So he can change it, yeah. but he's forcing Guardiola to change it, and that's good for us as well. Yeah. Yeah, of course you can have, you know, during battles, someone one will win, then the other one will win and stuff like that. But Klopp's a good manager. And those Man City players know they couldn't touch us first half yeah. last time out. And they know how good we are and they know what we're going to bring. And, you know, it, it is two great footballing sides going head to head mm -hmm. and they'll give it everything that they've got. And this time, for this game, we've got the advantage because we've got Anfield yeah. and they have not experienced Anfield on yeah. a European night. And this is the thing, I, I, funnily enough, I did a, a podcast uh, last week with Sachin Nakari. So we talked about this coach treating thing and then we talked about the attitude I think City fans have got around it, like how it won't have an impact. Well, I, I was there when we beat City in 13-14 and there's still a few of them players still around. A lot of their best players are still the best players that they had then, by the way. And I saw the way that, you know, it's not necessarily about the, the, the build-up to it, but it, it's about how Liverpool fans carry the, themselves into the game, how they conduct themselves, yeah. the noise, the cauldron of noise. 
there's no way that was a that was a league game at the time. And, you know, a, a daytime kickoff league game. This is a night game at Anfield in Europe. It will be that plus. Yeah. The, the, there's no better experiences in football for me than being in the cop when that that City game, that four three, in that in that atmosphere, it was the best. I love to scream and shout at footy. Yeah. And if we can if we can replicate that and like you say, add on to it, it's the thing is about this coach greeting, it's not so much to scare their players, it is to G us all up. Yeah. It's to G the players up. Oh, that's our support, see all the support. Yeah. People are coming out to see us. They want us to win every single person and and everyone's gonna be going into the ground. So there is no game before it. So we're going in with the utmost yeah. um belief in our in our ability yeah. and I, I I can't wait to see what Anfield produces because yeah. it's produced some amazing nights. This is prime to be the best because yeah. it's too. Sorry, Chris said it then. It's two great football insides. This game, regardless, is going to be one of the best games of the yeah. season. It's just a shame I'm not going to be able to focus on it because yeah. I'm going to be. Well, scared I have no intention of actually watching the game. I'm going to be too busy singing, singing too the right, yeah. out for it. It's worth pointing out, like the, the coach, the, the coach greeting thing. I think Tom's kind of saying, look, we did it against Dortmund, and Dortmund took onto the took to the pitch and tore us apart. Absolutely tore us apart. So it's not just people put too much emphasis on this one thing. It's not necessarily about providing you know that it's not the be all and it doesn't stop. You know, and, and it's it's all everything is just about the slight little the marginal gains, the the the, the fractions of percentages that it adds to whatever. So say it has zero impact on the Man City players, but if it gives a fraction of a percent increase to the lads to our lads in the coaches, then it was worthwhile. If it loosens the fans up in terms of it just it adds to our confidence. We've got you're not going into the stadium cold and going, What's your first song? You, your first song's not You'll Never Walk Alone. You've been singing for an hour beforehand, you're just ready to go. Then you it's like doing stretches before you play a football yeah. game. You perform better when you've done when you've done your stretches. And lastly, if it does have an impact, people say it won't impact Silver and Aguero and whatever, because they've been there and done it. They'll just put their headphones on and shut the blinds. Well, I'm sorry, if Sergio Aguero, Silver, if they normally don't do that, if they're forced to change their routine, even yeah. slightly, it, I'm not saying that these are the contributing factors. These are not going to be the, the big moments. These are not. It's not a goal. It's not. It can't possibly be counted that way. But you know what? Football is decided on, on fine margins and anything you can do to give yourself a <coughs> millimetre of advantage should be capitalised upon. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Tom on this. When that, that poster came out and what he shared or whatever, I, the first thing I looked into it was, it's about us yeah. and it's about our team yeah. and, and G and our players up because there's players there that have, have been been through it and been there before but there's loads of that team that won't have been what experienced anything like it, like of Virgil van Dijk or Robertson. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty sure they don't get a, any sort of welcome at Hull or. Well, Virgil van Dijk would have seen it when he when, when we went to Blackpool. The, no, in the in the, in the <laughs> League Cup semi final when we accidentally booed our own coach. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, mistakes happen. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> These things happen. But there's, but there's going to be thousands of people there that aren't going to the game that are going to be up scaffolding, up yeah. lamppost, and yeah. with everything else, the, the LALA is going to be going for six hours on Wednesday night at yeah. least, isn't it? Yeah, it's just. Yeah, that's all it is for me. It's just say, we're behind you, we're here for you. Yeah. For them to take that into a game, not just the fans take it into the game, is, is a huge thing for this me. Is, this is the point of this, and I think what you're talking about, it's the culture around it. 
and we, we, we often refer to this, Chris, you know, there's an entitlement around football. You did a great thing on this about a year or so ago on the podcast about how people, there is a, there are just some people out there who watch football because the, the win is, is everything. And it's fine. Look, winning's the most important thing in football. It is because that's how you win, how you win things ultimately. But football is just an experience. You go to the football and most games of football you go to, they are not, they're nothing events. This is a this is a thing. This this is the point. We we go to it. We you go to it. You get as much ring as much enjoyment out of this as you possibly can. Soak it in. Go with there and have have as much of a laugh as you want to as you want to make of this because this is what it is to be at the business end of a football season and be involved in the, in the things that you want to be involved in. Get used to this and embrace it. Enjoy it because this is what this is what a good Liverpool. Looks like there's people who won't remember it, but this is what it is. It's, it's been a long time, hasn't it? It's been nine years or something since we've been in the Champions League. Enjoy it if you're a young fan who's not been able to go to it before. But even if you're an old fan, you know you don't get to experience this every season. We're a lucky fan base. We do get big European nights. You know, if you're Brentford, you know what I mean. Imagine being one of them. I'd go and do. I'd go and greet the greet the coach every single weekend yeah. if I had time in my life to do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If my wife said, "Go ahead, you can go out for the entire day," I'd be like, "Yes, come on, who's coming to?" Greet the coach with me I'm going like let's just do it that's what we're there for that's what we're, we're supporters and we should show our support and that should manifest itself in any way we can help yeah. and one of those ways is getting out there on the streets screaming your heart out screaming for your team getting in the ground screaming your heart out and if you've got home and your voice still works then you've done something wrong in yeah. this game yeah no absolutely I completely agree with that it's interesting because we've got we have these conversations in the office a lot because like Chris and I are now Mid thirties now, and you know, I, Istanbul. I remember it well. You know, relatively speaking for yourself, it was just about how, how much alcohol was imbibed on the day. Um, but the point is, we we talk about this all the time, Tom. You know, you're 23. You know, you were you were a kid yeah. the last time Liverpool. And look, we're not there yet. It's a quarterfinals. We're so far away in real time. People people can say it's five games. You know, from a lift in a Champions League. That's a lot. It's a, that's a massive amount. You know, they're the biggest games. They're bigger hurdles than that at this stage yeah, because yeah. of what you've got to go through. But we, t- I remember in the build up to to Istanbul, two thousand four, two thousand five, and there was just this talk of like the sport of hearing the stories. And there's a, there's a generation, and you're on the fringe of it because yeah. you're old enough to do it. But we've got James, and who's, who's you know 17, who you know a, a baby basically when Liverpool were doing were doing the business in the in the Champions League. I think as a fan base, I think we need we're prime. We needed the next generation Liverpool fans need some of the some stories of their yeah. own. I think that's what's feeding into my nervousness a bit. I feel a lot better now that we've had a bit of a talk around it. I think it's. Well, Tom, you've watched ten years. Your your ten most recent years, the years you remember the best, yeah. have been the ten most fruitless years in Liverpool's basically hundred and twenty five yeah. year history. It's one of them. We did go. We were at a European final yes. a few seasons ago. Obviously, we didn't win it. Um, but just looking at like we went and looking at the 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 atmosphere and the belief and the the, the joyous scenes of that day. Like I, that's still one of the best days of my life. Just being in that fan park, and I don't care if we lost. That just the the whole atmosphere. Every single person there was fighting for a, for one cause, singing for one cause, and yeah, it's the quarterfinals. But three quarters of them didn't even have a ticket. They just went to exactly, show their support. Exactly, and that's what being a fan is. It's but amazing. It's, but it's about time now that that's great. And you're right. There's so many encouraging signs and stuff along the way, Ross. But it's time now. And maybe maybe it isn't this season. 
maybe this is a season too soon because let's 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 try and put it back into context. Man City are a, a great football inside this year, and it would represent a massive leap forward for us to get into the semi-finals of the Champions League more than we ever would have dreamed of come at the start of the season, of course. But whether we whether we do it this season or not. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We are, I do feel as though we are primed to stop disappointing the fans in a general, you know, a general, this season might end in a, a, a tinge of disappointment, but you're right in saying that like, it won't be the end of the world if we get knocked out by Man City, but it does feel as though we are the, the squad, the football club, is heading in the right direction. Yeah, I think that's partly why I'm, I'm all right with it. Like you said, nine years since we've been in, well, we've been in it once, but got knocked out of the group stages. Yeah. And it was crap. Now, we, anything we do now is a bonus. And I shouldn't say I'm, I'm all right with it because obviously I'm not. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? It's not, it's, it isn't the end of the world if we get knocked out now. It's still science progression. Yeah. And you, you'll know that as well from, from one the 10 years that you've watched it. Or you go back to the Hodgson years or, you know, Hicks and Gillette was, was horrible, yeah. horrible to watch. But the clubs come in and then going from no European football to European football and in the top four of the Premier League. Yeah. That's progression for me. And it's not, yeah. people want to win everything. Yeah. We all do, obviously. But then some people don't think it's good enough yeah. that you think of oh, top fours, blah, blah, blah. We're going places. We're yeah. improving. We're adding to players next season already. Yeah. The thing for me, Chris, is that I'm, I I feel for people who don't have the memories that we have. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm bored of sounding like a, like some sort of like... Oh, just like a classic archetypal deluded Liverpool fan. You know what I mean? Like how the, how the, how those how, how, how sociopathic dickheads on the internet portray Liverpool fans like we're all just like we're all into weird mysticism of football and all this kind of stuff. I've seen too many amazing things for me not to think that and not to think that and not to believe that. But it would just be nice if Liverpool. This is this is a great opportunity. For kind of like the, the the Europa League final was to some extent for us to prime a new a new generation 
to give them something to, to, to go. Course, you know, so they don't have to be told by the dads well, and their uncles. Yeah, this is what Liverpool do. This exactly seen it for right. themselves. Mid noughties, we were getting to Champions League semi-finals every season. Stuff. Now, last ten years, it's, oh, it's classic Liverpool to lose against. I think classic Liverpool ten years ago was us getting to Champions League finals. Classic Liverpool now is losing against a team who's shit and at the bottom of the league. Yeah. Let's change that narrative. Let's get back to being a Champions League side. Who? Everybody is scared of, don't forget that. No. Everybody, nobody wanted Liverpool just as much as we didn't want Manchester City. Nobody wanted Liverpool, nobody wanted Manchester City because people fear sides with informed strikers and informed players. We're a special football side with a special manager who's got European pedigree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They will remember that. Man City know that and everybody else will be looking at this fixture thinking, thank fuck those two are playing each other because yeah. that's one of them gone. Yeah, yeah. no, I absolutely, completely agree with that. And if, just, if that thing of the fact that we have got that win over them, if it just makes one of their players... Blink at any point, and that little in that blink, they just think, "What if? What if we don't? What if we don't win this? What if Liverpool do it to us again?" Then that little fraction of advantage, if that's enough to get us across the line, amazing. Um, I think they've got a slightly bigger distraction at the weekend as well. I don't think it'll affect them loads. Yeah. But the fact that they're playing Man United and can win a league against them, yeah. that will that will be in their minds I at mean, some level. Here's the thing: is you're right. I, I mean, again. It, the, the it shouldn't be, be though. It'll be the real test of their character because yeah. if they if they if they're to prove themselves. Because look again, it's pivotal. This is two weeks pivotal to Liverpool season. It's just as pivotal to to Man City season. They could come out of this this two week spell as Premier League champions yeah. with a place in the semi final of the Champions League. But I'm thinking the only team that's beaten us this season we've knocked out of the we've knocked out of the competition and they'll be flying and they'll they'll have no more weight on them other than to be able to focus on the on the Champions League. Great. They need that vindication, I think, to some extent. And I do truly great sides will rise to the occasion. They will get across the line. I don't think, and it's the belief I have to hold on to, because otherwise you just kill a bit of ball and cry, wouldn't you? Man City are not quite are not there just yet. And again, I hold hope because I've seen us do it. I've seen us beat them. Yeah. I've seen us beat them at Anfield and going back a couple of seasons. I've seen us beat them at the Etihad as well. This game, this game is not a foregone conclusion either way. It's just dead exciting, and the best thing about it is it's why we're football fans, to be here, to be able to go to these games, to be able to soak it in, and hopefully have a little bit of a story to tell people when we come out the back of it as well. Um, we're going to do the preferred 11s in a moment, but first I'm going to plug once more the run-in special, which could have been really dated, except we nailed it. We called Liverpool beating Palace and Chelsea losing to Spurs. Fantastic look into how Liverpool's season's likely to pan out between now and the end of the season in regards to top four chances and progression of the Champions League. Have a little look. Of the games that we've got left, I think we've got Bournemouth, West Brom and Brighton. Are, oh sorry, and Stoke are all absolute dead rubbers. I think by this point, I think Bournemouth are going to be mid. Bournemouth are mid table. They'll have nothing to play for. West Brom will more than likely be relegated by the time, or as close to it as makes no odds. By the time we get to play them, similarly, Stoke could well be down by that point. I mean, they're they're a seventy six percent rated chance of being relegated now, and this is still a few weeks. We're still a few weeks away from that game. The Chelsea one could be, depending on how, how, the, how, the, how the results go before then. And again, Brighton should be absolutely mid-table last game of the season. So our running, our, our final, final running, is quite nicely stacked. Where Liverpool's season is going to be made or broken, and you alluded to it a little bit earlier in the show, 
it's this next four games. Right, come on then, gents. Preferred 11 time. Yeah, uh, if you want to check those videos out, do go to theredmentv.com and sign up. Free for a month. Perfect time to do it. We've got you covered if you're nervous or excited or whatever in the build-up to, uh, to the rest of the season. Tom, let's see what your preferred 11 is. I 100% agree with that midfield. You were having a few doubts there. Yeah. You had a little dark moment where you disappeared into yourself. It all... It... It all feeds into nervousness. I don't know. It depends on what Chan does. I really want to see Chan and Hendo. I think they're going to sit like that. I, yeah. genu- I really do. I, I know we like to play with the one and the two, but I just see us... It, obviously, it'll rotate, mm-hmm. and, and then Hendo will go forward or Chan will go forward, but I just think we need that extra bit of stability in the back just mm-hmm. to just to give us do that. I think it's just that there's a, there's a degree with how the midfield sh- shapes up is whether we choose to be on the front foot or whether exactly. we're being reactionary to what they're doing. Because we know a perfect world scenario, they're going to have De Bruyne and Silva. Yeah. That, just as a base mathematical thing, yeah. you'd like to have an extra guy in there in midfield. Not, but equally, if we think, well, hang on, they're, they're gonna have, that means they're going to have Fernandinho if he plays yeah. I- isolated. Do we then look to overload it, the For me, it's, it, it's how they pressure our back line. Mm-hmm. So if they start pushing onto... Because I can't remember what game it was, but someone was pushing onto Hendo and just didn't let him off the ball. He just put a man on him. So then Chan came in and took over that role and then and then we just started playing balls. It took about five minutes to do it, but I just think... I don't know about Ox. I want Milner in there, but then I don't... Milner can't... It's so hard for me. Yeah. We've got so many options and they're all good. I think the... I, that's the big split I think we've got. I think actually Chris has found a solution to the, to the Milner or Ox Conundrum by playing them both. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Like we went with Chan Ox Wijnaldum in the four three. Yeah. Um, and Chan played brilliantly in yeah. that role. And I think I think I, I understand what you're saying, Tom. Because when you start talking, I was thinking, oh yeah, Chan in that one way when he's under pressure, he, he has a tendency to make a few errors and stuff. But in the big games this season, he sets the tempo. You know, yeah. he throws a slide in, and he's always been really good in the big games. So I like him on his own in that one. And then Ox those drive runs. He obviously scored last time out. He opened the score against City, didn't he? And just Milner, I just think he's too experienced. I think he's the most important midfielder in my midfield three. Yeah, yeah. He's the one that I would absolutely, I just have to find a way to get him playing. It's yeah. mad, isn't it? I think, Ross, I think Emery Chan, we've all got him in there. I think if he's fit and available, he is absolutely nailed on to start in midfield, exactly what Chris said. Particularly the European games, but as we've seen in the big games, he's he's really risen to, it, risen to the challenge for us in the last couple of seasons, three seasons really, going back to the Europa League run. It is then a question of what does that mean for Henderson? Because we have seen Henderson rotated out mm. a bit, whether it's fitness or tactical, we're never quite sure. But the the fact is, James Milner again is a, a big thing. But <coughs> equally, Mil- I think Milner came on in the back end of the game at Anfield, and we lost total control of the midfield because he was asked to do too much defensive stuff. Oxley Chamberlain mentioned he scores the goal. Is it as simple as uh, will they allow him to do the same thing? Yeah. I, 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 the midfield's where are the big decisions are made. Yeah, it's a nice problem to have though. I've kind of gone for a mix of the two. I think if Chan and Hendo played, they will rotate. But then, like Chris said, the experience and knowledge that Milner has got, even in European football, he's probably our most experienced European footballer. I'm right in saying, yeah. it's too important to leave out for me. And we saw against Crystal Palace, even in certain situations, he's he rubs off on other people. Yeah, he's calm, he's composed. He knows what to do, and I think we're going to need that. It's just, it's just such such a big game. I don't think you can afford to leave him out. Um, Why have you gone with Klein? I've gone with Klein because I would prefer to see Nathaniel Klein in my eleven. 
because it's called the preferred eleven selection. Um, Even though he's not played a senior game of football. No, exactly, yet. and and a lot of this is just dependent upon. I don't, I don't, I don't know what level Klein's at, yeah. and it is a massive game to throw him in for. But weirdly, I think you can get. I think you get one game on adrenaline, though. Exactly, almost exactly. I think yes. you can get ninety minutes out of him, and I just think to give Trent a little bit, he's going to have to play three of these games definitely. Uh, you know, the, the next three games almost almost certainly. I don't think he will. If I'm perfectly honest, I don't think there's a chance Klein starts this game, but I would rather see him in here. I just think it will settle everyone down. I think it's just, we did a lot of this on the final word, so I think criticism of Trent Alexander-Arnold is just hot air. I think it's yeah. people saying words for saying words' sake, needing to say negative things, because it makes them look like they really know what they're talking about in footy, because it's dead easy to criticise, isn't it? And sound dead intelligent. But the the, the, the Klein thing would settle a lot of nerves. Everyone, I think if you then get beaten with Nathaniel Klein in, you kind of can go, you can you can rationalise it and say, well, fair play to Leroy Sané or whatever if he doesn't. The fact that Rashford's gotten the better of Trent, the fact that Zaha's got the better of Trent, and I think Sané's much better than both of them, right. does make me nervous. Um, so as I say, I, I think if you told me you can get what, all, all you're going to get is one game out of Klein this season. For, for me... Maybe the away leg, actually, to be fair, but, uh, you know... Yeah. For me, this I, game, think, this I think Trent has shown his bounce back ability with stuff like that. Yeah. And I think he deserves he deserves this game to go out and just be like, put your foot down, put your marker down and say to these players, Sane's going to beat him at least once in this yeah. game. Maybe it'll result in a goal. But as long as you can keep it relatively tight, that's what wingers are for, yeah. is to beat your full-backs yeah. ultimately. And I, I really want him to, to play, play well, everyone to go, oh yeah, he's... He's 19. Yeah. Everyone remembers when he has a good game when he's 19. Yeah. Remember it every time and maybe he'll score a free kick. I, I, the, the atmosphere will affect him more than anybody in a positive way, I believe, yeah. because he'll have grown up with those stories that our dads have told us and he'll want to experience one of those ones. And I think that that will just, that'll just make sure that he plays at a really, really high level of hope in any way. The yeah. stories that our dad told us are probably the stories that his granddad's told him before, <laughs> just because the age gap. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, no. I, I, the way I, I think it's worth looking at it, Ross, is that whether how do we approach this? Do we do we do it with a note of caution, or do we go out go out and attack them? Because as mentioned, how we shape the midfield up. Do you go? Emery Chan gives you a solid platform, which means you can go Ox and Milner, as Chris has gone for there. Go for Trent and say, look, Sane, Sane could do the best right back in the world. On a, on a day, if he, if he gets a little bit of space to, uh, to, to run into, he could do He could do Gomez just as well, he could do Klein just as well. So you know what? Fuck it. Go and do what you do well. Get on the front foot. And look, I, I don't know who they're going to play at left-back. If it's Delph, you know, OK, we keep coming up against these guys who play madly out of position at full-back and play really well against <laughs> us. Ashley Young, my God. Um, but yeah, I, I, it wouldn't shock me to see us just go, look, Trent is going to get be caught out, but you know what? <sighs> They're gonna to have too much to worry about us going the other way. That's the only. That's that, that's my hope with the rationale. Yeah, and we mentioned it on the final word about the lack of protection that he that he had, which changed in the second half. I think if you set up like that, say you have Milner, just going, I'm on your side, I'll cover you. Don't or worry about. Or Chamberlain as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he, yeah, any of them midfielders playing in the wing yeah. in the wing back position. Any of them midfielders just to go, you're protected. Go and do what you need to do. Sane goes on the attack. We'll just double team him, put two people on him. That's that's fine. It's the only way you're going to do it. I'd rather do that than I would like to see Klein in there, but I don't think you can chuck him in because that'll be 
if we if we lose, is people going to Klopp? He's not played. He's not played for a year. Why have you played him? Yeah. He's not going to. He's not going to win either way, is he? Yeah, exactly. Keep Trent in, and the same happens as well, Paul. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, I did think about the three at the back and. The, the one reason I, I didn't put it down there is because what we will do and what we're so good at doing against sides like Manchester City is that pressure on their defenders mm. and you need our three forwards to be able to do that. Go into a two up top with the three at the back. It's too reactionary to Manchester City. We're taking us out of our zone. Yeah. Play the way that we play and how we play. And most importantly, it's making sure we win the ball back, hide the pitch. Don't let them get to our frigging full-backs if yeah. you can help it. Yeah. It's going to happen, of course. It's going to happen. But win the ball back, hide the pitch. Get your three strikers on there. They're going have an absolute field day chasing down Man City shirts. Hopefully, yeah. we're going to get two counter attacking goals. We're going to win the game 4 0. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to score predictions in a second. Before I do, just a little mention then we did the Sachin Nakani podcast. Uh, sat down for half an hour to discuss a few random things about like a bit of hatred for Jordan Henderson, but a lot about the coach greeting and City fans' reaction in the build to this, which has been a bit mad and a bit a bit weirdly bitter. Really, really entertaining stuff. So the running show as well, and the final word show for after this game. Loads of amazing content on the RedmenTV.com. We've got podcasts, we've got video stuff, deep dives, tactical analysis of what's happening, what's making Liverpool tick. Everything you need to know about Liverpool Football Club is covered and it's free for the first month. Go to the RedmenTV.com and sign up. Perfect time with the amazing end lined up between now and the middle of May. Right, score predictions. Tom. 3-1. Go ahead. Ross. 2-1. Chris. Two all, yeah. I, yeah, I was thinking two all myself. I, I've got this mad thing in my head that I, 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 I let's just let's just hope Liverpool just win comprehensively. That would be nice. But I think the way that you know, I love a story. I love. I, I just feel like we're going to go into that Etihad game with people thinking it's done and dusted, or sit. And I don't mean like they're going to batter us at Anfield. I think it'll be close, and it might be like whether they think the away goal is enough for them. I think we're going to win at the Etihad. And I, but I think no one will expect us to. I think we'll need to, and I think we will. So I think this is going to be close. I could see this being a draw, whether it's a, maybe one or. But we go and beat them 3 <laughs> 2 at the Etihad. I'll tell you what, I'd love to see us do what we did on New Year's Eve, the year before last. Just not let them score at Anfield. Just don't let them get an away goal 1 yeah, 0. Yeah. Shut up shop after about eight minutes like we did that time. It'd be horrendous. It'll be horrible to watch, but I'll take that. That now. was a really, really good game. That, that was another game where it showed our. Another side of our game, I'd love to see us. I'd love to see us do that. I prefer the side where we just smash teams, though. Let's just start right. given, the, given the choice. Uh, let us know your score predictions in the comments below. Let us know your preferred 11s as well. How are you feeling? How are your nerves? Again, if you're not coping well with them, come over to theredmentv.com. Have a big digital cuddle. We're going to guide you through. We're going to get you there because we feel the same. <laughs> uh, and that's what that subscription's for. Listen, gents, thanks very much. I cannot wait to get myself to Anfield with these boys as just well. go now. Let's just go now and wait. Get the, break out the, cat, the folding chairs and the tents. Let's get there and let's get ready. Uh, we'll see you all there. Drop a like on the video if you think the Mighty Reds can book a place in the semi-final. And we'll see you soon. Ta-da.